Hey there, so welcome to episode two of The Life of a Genius, Stand By Me. So, you know, I'm going to try to transfer yourself back to the beginning when I was born. Actually, it's a very interesting story of how I was born. I was born in a small military hospital, smack dab in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. This is how nowhere it is. My birth hospital was built in the uh, in the post World War II era of America. You know when we still thought the Soviets uh, were monsters and going to invade America, even though we were bigger and more powerful than them. So, anyways. And, of course, we all know that if the Soviets were to invade, they they were going to invade the middle of nowhere, Kansas. So that's where I was born, middle of nowhere, Kansas. Less is referred to by that. It's by Selena, if you want to look it up. Anyways. So, I was born. My mother was given numb pain medication for my birth because they didn't have any. Even though it was an emergency C-section. Yeah, though they did, they'll put her under for that. Um, and then I was born much more handsomer than babies, of course, and very large and muscled. Much larger for a baby, much wider too. It looks like I was gonna be a big stock like my West Virginia ancestors. That will weigh about two years. Um, It truly, though, had no sign of what it was going to be. I was born, though, with a very large head. The doctors were actually concerned that at my birth, the eye actually had a brain defect or something because my head was just too large. And then my dad said when he heard the report, himself being a doctor, though a psychiatrist, he said, nope, that is just normal for a family. We all love big heads. He's a last name. I won't fill in with that. Anyway, so I was born there. And for my the first year of my life, it was actually kind of good. Though I only got to stay at my uh, first birth home for about three months until I moved to another house in the area. About the age of one year, I moved to a place that changed my life forever. Welcome to Hawaii. Wow, that was a change. I got sunburned starting at three years old for obvious reasons. I was so light-skinned as a, as a three, four-year-old. The two things happened. Number one, wherever we went, people automatically thought that our family were tourists. No question about it. We were tourists. White, Caucasian, stereotypical Americans with their terrible accents and tendency for obesity. Though Hawaiians themselves are no perfect role models either. And number two, Japanese women. Uh, Hawaii gets a lot of tourism for Japan. In fact, the governor of Hawaii usually makes a big speech in Japan about every single year or so, basically saying, hey, do you know what? Come to Hawaii. It's fun. 
We have beaches, and it's better, and we're better than you guys because we're Americans still. I lived at the time that Caucasians were the very much minority in Hawaii. Now it's about 50-50, you know, 2019. Oh, great, good jobs there. You only get robbed about once a month if you live in downtown Honolulu. Fun, fun. Not so much back in uh, 2007. No. Terrible real estate prices. Just absolutely terrible. I tried to paint a portrait to you about how Hawaiian maybe looked like then, at least my preschool. I went in. This is one of my first memories. I went in. I was about four. I was the only Caucasian in my preschool. I actually just removed another time because of teasing. This is my second preschool. I go ahead, try to do my best, sit around alone from the class mates, and then I go ahead and talk to them saying, hey, in a little baby four-year-old voice, hey there, can I play with you, by the way? And they said, nope, you're a white man, get out. My classmates actually said, your mama's so white jokes. Yep. No, no, now it's, your mama's so fat. There it's, your mama's so white. That was how they viewed us Caucasians. Remember, we sold our islands as Americans, and it didn't help being the son of a military family either. No, that did not help at all. So, I lived on... My life, though, is actually though filled with quite a few interesting stories. I'll tell you of a few. When I was four years old, my parents had a bright idea to go to the local aquarium and purchase a stingray encounter. My parents watched from the safety of the sidewalk as one of the employees of the aquarium took me to a pool filled entirely of stingrays very safe and show me around now if you those listening and about to sue that hawaiian aquarium don't worry they're stingers sorry their stingers have been removed they're like uh fingernails they're easy to remove off however uh, let's just say that well it's the closest the cousins, the sharks, they can still bite, and they can still hurt you. So that was still very fun. The dolphin encounter was much safer, though they could have also killed me. Um, oh, here's another near-death incident, by the way. I was about one and a half. It was our first. It was our first home in Hawaii. I have no memory of this. I only get that from my mom. But basically, it was a house near Pearl Harbor, Pearl. For, as a slang for the locals and I just was in my mother's arms no sorry I was playing on in the garage when this huge massive centipede by the way I used to remember this from Hawaii Hawaii is a boat full of centipedes and millipedes centipedes poisonous watch out this probably foot-long centipede was about to curl up to me. My mother snatched me 
Now these are serious centipedes. We had a friend, actually, that when she was bitten, spent a day in the ER from the poison in her leg. Though not fatal to adults, they are fatal though to young infants, myself, moi. So in the most stoic yet pitiful way possible, mother just stared with the centipede below her in my arms, too petrified to move. The centipede but crawled up her leg, but then went back down. Miracle we still say today. So that really described my time in Hawaii. One other thing is my mom held a bit of a religious position there. So we were really actually befriended by the Hawaiians in our church. One of the few white families actually got that privilege. Because of that, we attended many luau's and church potlucks. I promise you, they did a potluck about each, maybe not month, maybe even week. Hawaiians eat all the time. They just eat. You're in Hawaii, you eat. Hawaiians are very strict. You better take your sandals off in the front door or you get whacked in the behind. Again, Hawaiians are strict, but they love to eat. They love their luau's, they love their traditions, and they can't stand white people, except me because I'm cute. Um, truly, it was an adventure. So, the one bad thing though about Hawaii, you get something that the locals called island fever. There is no magic highway. You can just drive your car in, gas stations stocked along the way like like uh, oil pumps from Hawaii back to California. You can't just drive the way there. You have to fly almost entirely using Hawaiian Airlines at that time. Hawaiian Airlines at the time was much more limited to Hawaii, but it controlled Hawaii. Um, even when I lived in Oahu, I only stopped at Maui's airport once, and I only lived in a cabin in the big island, that's what we call the island of Hawaii, for a few days, right outside of the volcanoes. Wouldn't have wanted to be there a year ago. Anyways, so back to the story, you get something called island fever. So naturally, after two years, everyone that's white and did not grow up on an island, even islanders, want to get off the thing. It's only about a two-hour perimeter to where I grew up in the island of Oahu, which is the capital island. It's the island with actual money and people and safety. So there you have it. That describes my early years. Except I forgot to tell you one more thing. This is how I became a genius. This was my founding route, was Hawaii. My mother played little Einsteins. And before I was the age of two, about one half I could read. And by less than two, I could fully talk and sing. But it's only though because my mother gave me little Einstein and your baby can read books. Those are the only reasons that I was able to read that early. Because I was able to read that early, by the time I was in second grade, I had the abilities of a high school senior in English. Now remember that. In order for your toddler to one day be successful, train them and constantly parade them in the life of a genius. And thus I end the second episode.